Critical hit Punch All Nazis takes place in the early days of World War II and combines high adventure with cosmic horror. All dates, locations, and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story, so don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies. All accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended. Last time on We are looking for Carcosa. I'm gonna push the vehicle to its limits to uh, try and catch up. And you guys smash right through it. Mine sauerkraut! You can see Dr. Uh, Hair Riddle is just like, oh, oh, oh thank you, thank you. We, please, though. We must get to the, we must get to the store quickly. In the back of the car, Mr. Riddle is looking like he is stabilized, but you can tell he's very distressed and he needs to get back to the bookstore as quickly as he can. Doc Hellion has stabilized him, has done a very good job of that. Um, without much, without much difficulty, actually. And Bug Eater, you are doing a very good job of avoiding any kind of a police force that may be out trying to figure out what the heck this wild race through town with gunshots and, you know, people being terrorized on the streets and you make it back to the bookstore. The street's now a lot emptier, although where are you going to park? Are you going to park right there in front of the bookstore again? <laughs> is there a convenient alley? I mean, there is. Yeah. The, the convenient alley seems convenient. Okay. Uh, that way you don't, uh, you know, you certainly wouldn't want some ginger haired kid to notice that the car that uh, was there earlier is suddenly back with lots of damage on it. Ralph, Ralph. Maybe there's like, hey, if we need it to, if we need it to get away from him, he has a lot of like bumbling adults around him that would probably yeah. provide an opening. Yeah. But you guys find an alley to park and there is a back door. He, Mr. Riddle, uh, is having some difficulty getting out of the car. I will help. Oh, thank you, good man. Uh, come, 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 come. Uh, so he's laboring. He's got very labored breathing. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out a key. His hands are very shaky, but he's able to get it into the lock, the, the back door lock. Probably the front door is wide open as well as busted glass. Uh, but, uh, but he opens the door and goes in. Does everyone follow? Yes. Yeah, I yep. Okay. Everyone make a will plus resilience test. Uh oh. D1. Unsuccess. Dutch, once again, is not affected. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian is not affected going in. Mm -hmm. But for uh, Blisco and Doc Hellion, you notice that the inside of the store seems way bigger than the outside of the store. And that's kind of creepy. And you each take two mental stress worth of damage ah. so just this wave of nausea rolls over you my favorite pixie cell so does that just go on yeah it like just goes on your stress track, track? okay yeah. so it doesn't specify yeah how are you on your stress matthew by the way sit you're sitting at six 
Yeah, I'm stressing. Six out of ten? Uh-huh. Okay. I probably ought to do something about this bleeding. Probably. And the, the this wave of nausea that has, that has swept over you. Wave. Mr. Riddle, uh, slowly, you know, because he's got the clunk, clunk of his of his false leg as he wanders back into uh, his his office area. You can hear him pick up a phone and start to dial. Hello? Yes, may I speak with Robert Gandhi? Eh? What? Oh, this is terrible. Truly terrible. And you kind of hear a, a clump or something falling. I don't know if anybody walked into the office with him. Um, probably. I mean, you hear something that sounds like something has fallen. In the office? Yeah. Yeah, I'll check on him. Okay. As will I, because I just patched him up, passed out. You go in, and he has he has fallen heavily into his his office chair, and his his hands are in his face, and he's just rubbing his face. This is no good. This is no good. This is no good. He looks up at Dutch and Doc and says, an enlightened brother has fallen. This is no good. A what now? I say in French. One of our enlightened brothers. He's fallen. I fear more have also fallen. I'll look at uh, Doc. Like, does, Do you know that one? Do I know that one? With most secret organizations, it doesn't matter if you're talking about, you know, the Illuminati or the Masons or any derivative of that. Uh-huh. Anyone that has advanced far enough into an organization uh, usually uh, have become enlightened to the ways of whatever their organization is about, right? Uh-huh. So I think, Matthew, if you roll a will plus, or I'm sorry, a reason uh-huh. plus, uh, how about a- academia? Uh-huh. Reason plus academia D1. Okay. Two successes. Very good. Uh, yeah, you know that he's probably talking about, you know, something that you would hear from, you know, a secret organization, but you don't know specifically what organization he could be talking about because everybody's got an enlightened brother out there. Uh, a brother of what? I don't know if I should, I don't know if I should tell you. Freemasonry? The Thule Society? <laughs> Amateurs. You can tell us, sir. And besides, we just saved your skin, so a little info would be okay. You, you did, you did save me, and I'm very, very thankful, but I cannot, I cannot tell you. Now, who was in the store earlier? It was Dutch and Doc. Dutch and Doc, yeah. Did you both overhear what the conversation was about? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a good point. What do those guys want? He just kind of is quiet there for a minute. You can tell he's deep in thought about trying to figure out what to do next. They um, wanted some. They wanted something very dangerous. Carcosia. Do not say that name. Carcosa is not a joke. It's not to be taken lightly. It's a myth, isn't it? Child stories. Uh, what's your plan here, Mister Riddle? You just gonna alert. hang out here until those guys come back? We'll have to alert the rest. So there is a thing that you guys can do. You know there. Um, in this game, obviously you guys can suggest ways of using skills tests to 
achieve what you want. Uh, mm-hmm. In this case, if you are trying to, I don't want to say coerce somebody, but if you, it sounds like Rodrigo, you're going down the path of you either tell us or we're going to leave you alone and the bad guys are going to come back and get you and probably do worse mm-hmm. the next sure. time. It sounds like you're trying to do a reason plus persuasion to kind of push him to share the information that he needs. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and to do that, you will need two successes. Fortunately, um, one of my talents is helpful here. Good. Uh, Subtle Q says, if you spend some time conversing or observing someone, conversing with or observing someone, when you make a persuasion test against them during the current scene, you may reduce the cost of the first D20 you purchase to zero. Uh, So I'll go ahead and spend zero momentum to get an additional D20. Very good. And then uh, what am I rolling here? You could then spend another. You need to have two successes. So it's reason plus persuasion. Is, Is the next D20... Does that only cost one? It would only cost one is what I would guess. Okay. Then I will spend one momentum for two additional D20 and roll four. Okay. Uh, what am I trying to hit here? Reason reason plus persuasion. Okay. It's a good thing I get these many dice because that is not a high number. Uh, I get one success. One success. He's like, listen, I do not want to talk to you about Carcosa. I know you're a good, good man. You're a very good man. You saved me from the car. You saved me from those Germans. Yeah, of course. We're Americans. Americans? Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? Well, I'll tell you what. We can tell you a little bit about that if you tell us about what those guys were looking for. Get me, please get me a glass of water, and I will tell you a story. Okay. Could I be a sink? Oh, sure. All right. I will duck out and get him a glass ah, this place is too big <laughs> it's too big for that <laughs> you come it's back in you give the glass and he's, he's, he's like drinks first, it down first doc drinks a whole glass of water and then he like fills it again and gives it to him yeah he drinks the glass oh, thank you <laughs> you want to know about Carcosa Years and years and years ago, during the Renaissance, you know of the Renaissance. He looks at at Bug Eater. You know of the Renaissance. Was he? Yeah, yeah. I'm a great cultural, intellectual, scientific change for all of Europe. Renewed interest in ancient knowledge, including alchemy and magic. The story goes that. A society of alchemists, a secret society of alchemists, discovered the key of Solomon. You heard the key of Solomon? Um, yeah, it's, that, a, uh, it's a book, isn't it? It's a text the King Solomon wrote that mm-hmm. allowed them to do many things, gain great wealth and power and knowledge. Said the key of Solomon could Allow you to make deals with spirits, supernatural entities, even get their help, become very, very powerful. As this society grew, rumors of their activities began to spread, and a group of well-reasoned scholars and philosophers, powerful figures in the government, and the five families of Europe 
who were interested in the occult and the discovery of ancient knowledge became aware of these people's goings-abouts. And they formed their own group called the Luminaries. The goal of stopping the society's abuse of the Key of Solomon and putting an end to the nefarious activities. This was many years and cost many fortunes for this to happen. But eventually, the luminaries were able to stop the alchemists from using the Key of Solomon to bring forth a very powerful demon. And they recognized the dangers that the Key of Solomon possessed. And they knew that if such a powerful artifact, and he turns and coughs, <coughs> they knew if such a powerful artifact were in the hands of mortals, that someone else could easily get it. And so they locked it away in a realm called Carcosa. So this is like a, a, another world? A place that is not here. That is for sure. Another gateway, doorway, gateway to another dimension. But the luminaries, they locked it away. Okay. You guys want to do anything? Or... I'm not saying shake the man, slap him around, tell you what to do, but... I'm still a little freaked out by the room. Trying not to hurl. Eh, the wave of okay. nausea has passed. So, oh, cool. so how does one get to this place? Is that what they're trying to figure out? Yes, that's what they're trying to figure out. They know okay. that if they can open the doorway to Carcosa, they can retrieve the Key of Solomon. Right, do you know how to get there? You can tell he's now kind of, he's fidgets, Mr. Riddle fidgets. What did like you he doesn't help? know. He doesn't know whether he should say something now or take it to his grave. You can tell that he is very disturbed by wanting to share information. You don't understand this. I have been this secret has been in my family for generations. What did you tell them? I told them nothing. To unlock the doorway to Carcosis. Not an easy task, you understand. Okay. Well, uh, if we took you someplace where you could be safe, would you be willing to... There's nowhere safe. Not from the Black Sun. There's that name again. Those guys. Yeah. Listen. In order to open the gateway to Carcosa, the luminaries had to craft eight artifacts using very dark techniques, very dark magics, just the same as the alchemists did. Those artifacts were so powerful that they could not be destroyed once created. And so, after they closed the portal to Carcosa, the eight groups that formed the luminaries were tasked with taking the artifacts and hiding them somewhere where they could never be found. Okay. Did you just call another one? One of the other, one of the other brotherhood we are tasked with keeping the secret as safe as possible, but I fear that now is not a time for for secrets. Americans here. It must mean something, right? Yeah. Gee. Hey, look, let me, uh, let me let this guy is like super agitated and just sharing this information has taken a lot out of this guy. Yeah. Hey, um, there used to be six of us in this 
uh, little squad. Uh, one of them was killed by something called the Shoggoth, and the other one, we don't know where he is. He was carried away because some sort of strange entity drove him mad, I think. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. But we are on the side of the Black Sun not having access to this, and we are taking losses because we're not talking to each other. The luminaries used to number thousands. Now there are less than a dozen of us. Well, maybe we should make some new luminaries. Maybe. Maybe if we all die and no one knows where the artifacts are. Then the problem solves itself. <laughs> Someone already always digs up other stuff. Especially an artifact that cannot be destroyed. And besides, you're going to tell me these guys haven't figured out a way to talk to ghosts? For that matter, are you entirely certain they weren't able to extract the information from you? Mm, that big man. He just wanted to torture me. He just wanted to burn me and laugh. He wanted the location of Carcosa. Location of Carcosa doesn't matter if you don't have the artifacts. So where is your artifact? What if they have the artifacts, then? You think they have the artifacts? Well, if they so. need the location. Who among you appears to be the most trustworthy? Oh, God. I would say Dutch is pretty trustworthy looking. And and Valentino is probably just handsome. So people trust him. Who doesn't trust a random farm boy? Yeah. Farm boy, you're all, you're, all, you're all trustworthy. Mm. Farm boys don't look like American farm boys in Europe. That's fair. So who wants to make the final impassioned plea to the old man? I feel like Dutch has kind of been doing the... Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to build a rapport. Besides, I have a a talent for this. Oh, you do? What is it? It's the um, subtle cues one. So I'm trying to persuade him to, to open up and tell us things. Well, let's do a will plus persuasion roll. Okay. Difficulty of two. We are out of momentum. You can give me threat. Yeah, take a threat. Okay, that'll give you one die. Okay. So that'll put me at three dice. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wait. Uh, yeah, go ahead and take a threat. And then uh, my subtle cues ability allows me to buy basically a momentum die oh, okay. for right. zero. Okay, so we'll roll one more. So coming in with four dies at this. Okay. Two, Two successes. successes. I don't believe they've got... If they have... Maybe one. They could not have found the... Could not have found the one of the... Not have found the one. Couldn't have found the one of the ship. They could not have found the one. Sir? They may have found the one. They definitely could not get that one. Yeah. Yes, son. What do you think? Should we work together? I'll be honest with you. I don't know where the artifacts are. The only thing that I can tell you is a rhyme that we have passed and shared. Okay. That should give you a clue to where the artifacts might be found. Do you have pencil? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My father taught me this. His father's taught him this and his father going all the way back. 
400 years, in the land of the ancients, where the stars align, eight artifacts of power shall the portal bind. One to speak with spirits is found in the crypt, one to shield from harm, one hidden in the ship, one to reveal secrets, and one to unlock charm, one to control elements, one in plain sight. The last will be the hardest to be obtained from open fight. Together they hold the key to unlock the gate to Carcosa's twisted fate. That is all I can tell you. You're smart. You look smart. You're a smart boy. I, I Actually, I'll say, I, yes, I'm pretty smart in Latin. Ah, he smiles and points at you. Hi. Good boy. Gives you a smack on the face. You know, like old people do to young yep. people smack you on the face. Sure, sure. It's all I can share. Are you sure you don't want to come with us? We could try to keep you safe. I will not see tomorrow. And you can see his, you know, you can tell when someone's about to go, their eyes just don't have that sparkling gleam. I mean, Doc, you did a heck of a job trying to stabilize this guy. But I don't know, this weird magic that you saw, I don't mean, you're assuming it's magic, but you saw... Deanstock reach his hand out and shoot a black bolt at your car. You saw a green flash of light uh, for those who were in the front seat of the car uh, happen. That's probably when he was burning. Mr. Riddle. I mean, unless you've had an education in, in mystical healings mm. and magical, magical wounds. Mm. Uh, yeah, this guy, Mr. Riddle knows that this is it. He, I mean, do it, somebody do an observation do an observation plus um, insight. Okay. It's just a D1. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, any of us, right? Correct. Anybody can do this. I'm like, I have, I have a talent, but I'm also like, I, you can use your talent if you have a talent. Dramatically, I don't want to. I got two successes. I can bring people back from the brink of death. Also two okay. successes with some pretty high rolls. So Blisco succeeded. Valentino succeeded. Doc, uh, Doc did botch. not. Yeah. Well, I didn't botch, but I didn't. No. Uh, and then, uh, Rodrigo, are you going to roll? I can. I actually only had one success then. Okay, that's fine. One right. success. So one, one success. Everybody but the Doc got a success. I mean, you're probably very concerned about your patient. Uh, you're probably fixating on him and not looking around the room around you. Bug Eater, you come from a farm family, and you know that when you have elderly people in your, in your family that you tend to keep a closer eye on them. You tend to want to check in on them very regularly. Uh, it's not uncommon for, you know, family to just die suddenly as they get older and in small farm communities, that is a big impact and takes a big toll because in the farmlands, family yeah, and community every are hand. super important for Valentino from the South too. Even in the military, you know, that, having constant communication with your family is very, very important. And it seems odd to both of you that this is a moldery old bookshop and there's just this old man in here. I mean, he's got to be 60 easily, maybe even older. He probably lost his leg in the first world war. Uh, you look around in his office and it's quite clear that there are pictures of a young boy and an older man. And it is clear that the picture of the boy 
is this old man standing in front of you or sitting in front of you, not standing in front of you. And so that other man was probably his father, but you do not see any family pictures after that. There's no wedding pictures. There's no pictures of children, nothing. This guy has no one else after him. He has no one to pass the knowledge on to. He's not going to see the next day. And he's happy with that. He's done his duty as a luminary to keep the secret safe all these years and to protect it. Now that these Germans are doing horrible things, he's okay with sharing it. And he looks right at Dutch. I'm telling you, you need to go and save the world because the key of Solomon is very dangerous. I'm counting on you. Now go. Go. Leave an old uh, man. Go. Yeah. Dutch is like probably holding his hand and yeah, he lets go and just kind of like walks out of the room without saying anything. Mm-hmm. You can see like if you can see the other end the the front of the shop, um, you can see that there's like some people looking around. You see like maybe a policeman standing down there. In fact, there's two policemans, mm-hmm. uh, both with mustaches, uh, standing down there looking at the broken glass. They're peering in. We should probably take a moment to. We can go out the back. Yeah. Probably would be a good idea. We need to go. We shouldn't be here. Yep, we'll go out the back. You guys exit out the back. Mm -hmm. People in the neighborhood, people in this area, saw what happened. They saw a car shove Mr. Riddle into the back of the car. A man spraying bullets all over the place. Another car trying to hit the first car as it was speeding off and giving chase to it. We need to get rid of this car. Probably. Okay. You're in a car. It's got a bunch of bullet holes in it. There's probably a window shot out. Uh, it's kind of a little smoky, maybe, uh, seen some, it's got a crumpled fender from where you smashed it, uh, earlier. Um, let's go. Mm-hmm. What do you guys want to do next? Uh, we should find an inn or something and lay low for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can try and get a car and go back to section M. What was it called? Yep, section M. Yep, section M. Okay. Yeah, you can you can definitely do that. Um, are, are you guys going to want to like stay overnight? Or are you just looking for a cafe or a, a bar or something to hang out in for a while? Or or what? Since we've got a Tommy gun, uh, maybe we should get a room so we can stash it. Okay. Or I mean, there is this back alley with. Lots of rubble and trash. Yeah, but then we'd have to come back to this back alley. Oh, you want to you want to get the gun later? I see what you're saying. Right. You're not trying to ditch it or anything. So, no, so no, no. Okay. We want we want to like keep the gun, so I can we can like throw some coats on it for now. Okay, all right, that um, makes sense. Blisco, does your skill with a car extend to starting them without, say, a key? Yeah. Why don't you and I maybe find an, something that isn't full of bullet holes? 
Seems reasonable. Doc and Which the buggy. Do? Yeah, we're going to go steal his car. <laughs> okay. Where I do guess you that's want, the plan. Where do you then? want us to meet you? Well, if we're stealing you a car, know, then... You know the area, Rodrigo. You're familiar with Brussels. Uh, yeah. you, want, you probably know a very fine uh, hotel that you can stay in. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're stealing a car tonight, then we're not staying in Brussels. Okay. <laughs> like, if we're stealing a car tonight, then we're driving back to Section M tonight. Okay. Uh, you've got a very bloodied friend with you in the form of the doc. Yeah. And you've had the most damage, right, Matthew? Yeah. And um, physical damage. Well, you've got six total, right? Because you took two of the mental. Well, yeah, but that's so your whole stress track. Your whole stress track adds up. So that you're does. you're past bloody. This is what I'm saying. Oh, maybe um, I ought to heal myself. Yeah, maybe. And then, uh, Rob, did you take any damage? Uh, a little bit of mental damage. Okay, and I had one marked from last time. Yep. Okay. Uh, what about you, Brian? I only had the one from last time, I believe. Okay, so a a bloody deranged man is going to go with what looks like an American farm boy wandering <laughs> the streets yeah. of Brussels yeah. looking yeah. to steal a car. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's, Let's do it. Let's do it. So you guys abandon the car that you have here. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we're going to push it uh, down a hill. No, I mean, we're just going to leave it. We're just going to leave it where it is. Right where it is. Okay. Okay. The Tommy gun. We're taking the Tommy gun. You're going to throw your coats over it. Throw some coats over it. I brought a long coat just just for such an occasion. We'll leave it. So the street in front of the uh, the street in front of the bookstore is very very crowded. Yeah. Uh, So you probably don't want to go exit out onto that street. So you probably want to exit on a street either perpendicular or one one further away from that. Let's go one further away, especially if we. Yeah, well, so you skirt down the alley and you're on the street over on the other side and uh, you come out and again, it's late, it's late, late afternoon now. It's close to five, I would imagine. Um, the store owners are starting to close up their, their daily shops. The mercantile is closing. The chemist is closing. Uh, some restaurants are opening up and there are a lot of uh, more patrons starting to show up. Uh, you see a little white dog run by and it's a yipping. And you uh, hear uh, a young ginger-haired man uh, scream, uh, wait up, and uh, run on by uh, you. Kind of looks back over his shoulder at you just a little bit, but continues to run on by, trying to chase down his dog. So there's a there's a couple of restaurants along here, a bar, um, and then uh, on, you know, further on down the street would be like more residential, I guess what I would say, like apartments uh, are down that way. Um so you've got that immediately here. There is a lot of pedestrian traffic because of the restaurants and people uh, going to their homes. There are a few cars on the streets, but not as many. One thing that you do notice when you are passing by people, and of course, some people are giving Doc some strange looks because you see one woman go, oh my, because he's he's bleeding very much. You do sense kind of a sense of unease or unrest going on in the citizenry probably because they're right next to Germany. You know, Brussels is right next to Germany and you know, they have, you know, Poland has already been invaded. What is next? Will the German army decide to just march uh, into Brussels or into Belgium at any moment and try to seize uh, the country? Uh, Will the allies help? Will France help? So you kind of just get this weird, 
you know, this weird, scared energy uh, from everybody that you pass. Everyone is on edge. I really yeah. should do something about this bleeding. Can I like, so I did mention a chemist. And sew myself up. <laughs> so the, I did mention that there was a chemist. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your drugstore kind of guy that is about to close. Everybody's getting ready Ooh. to close up shop. Duck in there and I'll sew myself up. Hello. May I help you? He yes. I've, you. I've tripped. And oh fallen. my, I'm look at you. What has happened to you? Oh was, my, this is, this is no good. There was so much broken. No, I just, I need, I need something. I just need to, I just need a stitch over here. I fell on some broken glass. There was a huge broken window over by the bookstore. I don't understand. Did you hurt your hiney? No. My shoulder and I bumped my head. See, I... What do you need? I, I should really call a doctor. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no need for that. Do you have any thread? Yes, well, I have... Mm, I, need, I need bandages. I need. Uh, he goes and he grabs some bandages off the shelves. He goes and grabs, uh, you know, some uh, uh, alcohol, some, so, uh, uh, what's the iodine? He grabs lots iodine. of iodine. Yeah. He's going to pour that all over that wound. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. So that's it. I just, I, I mean, I, it, seems, it seems a waste to go and waste the doctor's time. And, you know, it could. It, this I, is I, pretty I bad. This I is pretty bad. I can't you, afford a doctor. Did you hear that there was gunshots on the other street? I hadn't heard. I, 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 I saw the broken glass and I saw everything, but I didn't hear anything about the gun. That's, that's madness. Do they know? Did they catch the man who did it? I don't, I don't know. There was something uh, within at the uh, football stadium. And um, oh. yeah, it's madness. It's mad I, times. I thought I, I, I had not seen that. I thought I heard something, maybe some sort of collision, but. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Now I've, I've, I've sealed up the wound. It's fine. Uh, you need to roll mm-hmm. a, uh, first of all, you will need to roll a stabilize coordination okay. plus medicine D2 on yourself. Mm-hmm. To stop, you know, to plug up all the holes. We don't have any momentum left, do we? I can do that. Yeah, That's two probably, momentum. You know, it's better. Yeah, you can take a momentum. I could immediately treat one physical uh, injury with probably. a stabilize. Uh, let's see. When you successfully stabilize an ally, it probably doesn't work on yourself. Yeah, it'll work on yourself. Oh, okay. Spend two momentum. How many physical injuries? One. Okay. Will that like knock one X off of my box? Yes. No, mm-hmm. but but it's talking about like mechanical. Oh injury. yeah, yeah. It's it's talking about like an injury injury. Like remember when yeah. you uh, had the sore throat? Right, right, right. So you don't have any injuries right now. Yeah, you don't have any injuries. You can okay. clear stress though. Yeah. I'll let you clear stress. <laughs> Let's see if you can stabilize yourself first. Okay. And then we'll see if you can do a first aid to uh, maybe stitch up one of those sore spots. I'm going to stabilize myself. Yeah, there you go. You stabilize yourself. You have I feel successfully stable. taken the necessary medications and the mercuricomb and the iodine and rubbed it in all the spots. Yeah. Uh, the chemist seems very interested in all of your injuries. Took a little bleach and a little. You see him kind of like when he's when he's looking at you, scrubbing off your your wounds. You can see him. He puts his hand to his chin, like, oh yes. That glass is so sharp. I, I can't even imagine. Everywhere fell off. Terrible. So I've mm-hmm. stabilized mm-hmm. myself now. Can I, I can. Yes, you can. can you can do some first aid. You can now use bandages or 
needle and thread to stitch yourself up. And I will let you roll a first aid and then I will let you roll uh, two D sixes if you succeed to see okay. how many stress that you heal just because I'm being nice. And I know, dear listener, that's not how you play the game. I don't care. We're having fun. Three successes. Uh, you can roll your damage die. Uh, okay. Uh, so that is a success and effect and a nothing. So you ha- you can heal two of your stress. Oh, good. And if you put the bandages across like this, you see, it won't leave a scar on my forehead. I think he's more really interested your, into your wounds. May I take a picture? This guy's a little weirdo. No, 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 no. That's, that, that, seems, that seems odd. Why would you want it's, a picture? I, it's, I cut myself on some glass. There's, it's my hobby. Mm. No, no, I don't. That's a strange hobby. Yeah, I think I'm going to go now. You're, you're making me uncomfortable. Uh, that will be 2.33 monies, please. <laughs> ah, excellent. Uh, here's three monies. I would like 0.66 monies in return. He gives you 0.65 back and mm. says there's a rounding error. I, <laughs> I give him 0.25 as a tip and I thank him. And I tell him I will, I will recommend him to all of my friends. Come again, come again. And so what were the rest of you doing? What were the rest of you doing while the doc went inside the, the chemist and was like going through all of this? Probably standing around unsuspiciously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rodrigo, you know that like three blocks uh, east of here is a very residential area. So while, while he's in there, I'll be like, all right, bug eater, about three blocks down, there's some nice residences, you can probably find a car there. Um, we're going to keep walking down this way. Uh, you two uh, get us a car and meet us here at the intersection down here. Uh, it sounds good. I'll wait for the doc. Valentino and Dutch, you guys are going to walk down the corner? Yep. Like, down to the end of the street? Okay. Down at the end of the street, there's a nice little park across the street from those apartments that I was talking about. Um, And, of course, there is a place to get on the transit system that they have there. There's also some benches and there's a small newsstand that has just gotten that has just taken delivery of the evening edition of the of, of the paper. I get a paper. All right. You now have four point nine monies left. Okay. Front page, big, like three times the height of a typical headline Zeppelin. And there's a picture of the Zeppelin flying over, over the city. And, you know, uh, and in the uh, captions, uh, German invasion question mark. And as you read through it, it's, it's like, uh, this afternoon, a German Zeppelin, uh, made an emergency landing in, the football field later there were you know it kind of just goes on uh people tried to stay away from it it all seemed up and up until uh late in the afternoon when a car two cars came driving up to the field uh with gunshots uh you know firing out between the two two men got out of the lead car and made their way into the zeppelin And at which point the Zeppelin took off. That's when the authorities knew that there was something beyond just simple mechanical failure going on and um, uh, starting to investigate it. But the other car 
left the scene and no one has seen it since. The authorities are asking if anyone knows of anything about this to please um, let them know. They want to find out if these were uh, people in league with the Germans or if this if these people were uh, aiding the local law enforcement in chasing these filthy Germans out of our fine country of Belgium. It's a little biased news reporting, but it's mm-hmm. that's wartime. Yeah. So it appears that you guys made the headlines or at least were implicated in this. Yeah. No pictures of us. No, 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 no. They, the biggest thing is this Zeppelin flying over the city. Is this, is that in French? Yes. I'll give the close notes to Valentino. I understand French. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh... <laughs> that is funny, right? <laughs> Where it's like you try to explain it to him in French, and Valentino just looks at you and says, "I know French." I know French. <laughs> then I just hand him the newspaper. Uh, well, at least uh, I'm not seeing anything too incriminating about us specifically. So I think we're relatively in the clear. Yep. Relatively in the clear, you say. Let's do a. uh, Let us do a insight. Car stealing check. No, no. For you guys, I'm going to have you do an insight versus stealth. uh, Insight stealth check. All right. Yeah. Fly casual. To put a point into stealth. Yeah. Yeah, D1 on that. I'm just going to see how well you're blending into the crowd or if any of you have injuries or cuts, how that may stand out. Brian got two successes. successes. So Brian blends into the environment quite well. He looks like a normal person uh, sitting on the bench at the park, reading a newspaper. And he has a very spirited friend near him who uh, also seems to just be part of the crowd. Very good. Yeah. Dutch, yeah, Dutch blends into European towns very well. Good. Valentino just knows how to do a good disarming smile every now and again and move on. Yeah. Okay. There are some children playing in the park as the sun goes down. You hear a woman call out. <laughs> some children playing in the park. You hear a woman yeah. call out. You, know, you hear somebody whistle. I'm trying to think uh, of, a, of a good kid's, a good little kid's name. Uh, you, uh, you hear somebody, somebody whistle Orpheus in the Underworld. Oh, wait, no. It's like yes. the, was it like the gallery? Francois! Francois Dinner! <laughs> the kids go running across the street. It, it's, it seems like, even though everyone is tense, that as the sun is setting and in this, in this area, there seems to be a great sigh, almost a sigh of relief that has been released by the crowds as the beautiful sun starts to set. Meanwhile... In a neighborhood that is supposed to be nice and crime-free. Some Americans. (laughs) Filthy Americans have shown up on the scene. What kind of car? What kind of car? So this is a very residential neighborhood. There may be, you know, you're still kind of in the city. So most of the, most of the buildings are apartments, Mm -hmm. but occasionally maybe not on this street, but maybe on one of the other streets that you pass to get here, you do see, you know, maybe one like manor house type building, uh, you know, that is probably it talks about extreme wealth and you see, uh, you know, basically it's just uh, apartment buildings and grocery stores, that type of stuff. Uh, first floor is is some shopping, but higher up is uh, apartments and living 
and there are cars parked on the streets. Mm-hmm. There's also people on the streets because it is still a little bit after five. Anything nondescript, like a like a Schlorwagen or I mean, there are so many just average cars all up and down this street. Hmm. Are any so of them... many run of the mill cars? <laughs> are any of them in a place where people would not notice too weird? Oh yeah, sure. There's there's a down. You know, if you so do an observation and insight check, please. Uh, let's do that yes both of you we probably could one two successes <laughs> nice you guys are getting all the momentums tonight <laughs> one success one very sec- good you do notice that belgium what a wonderful country brussels what a beautiful city it is but for whatever reason down about a hundred yards down the street someone has not replaced a street light and it is much darker down on that end of the street. That's weird. I mean, yes. Why? But also useful. We should go down there and check. I mean, there could be nefarious people hiding in the dark. So you walk down the street, and sure enough, uh, it looks like some local hoodlum kids have picked up a rock and knocked out that light. Rotten kids. I know. Kids are that way, right? I mean, little little kids are all scamps. They want to they try things. And, you know, one... Uh, maybe it's Francois that the mother was calling. Uh, Francois was was talking with uh, uh, Jacques, and they were teasing each other about uh, who could hit that light out. And one of them bet the other that he couldn't. And he picked up that rock and he threw it out there and whacked it and broke it, and it shattered. And they were like, "Oh, you gonna be in trouble!" And so they both ran off. So now there's a broken street light, but there's also uh, some cars here. Is that how Francois and Jacques speak? <laughs> it's more like. Oh, <laughs> Francois, you are in trouble. Anyway, there are there are two very average cars here in a darkened oh. area. All right. are, are any of them brown like the one we had? So we can just pretend that it's. Oh, no, there is. There is definitely there is not a duplicate of the car that you guys checked out. We're just going to pretend that there is. I mean, you can I pretend think we're going to get away with that one. You are not going to get away with that one. I'm just saying. I mean, you, there is a way for you to create a truth that said you can find a car that's exactly the same. Although when they match the registration numbers up later, they're going to know something's up. Mm. Um, but well, in order to. Yet. It's better if we're not seeing a car that matches the exact description of the car that was shooting up the place. Smart. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> that's what they add. That's why they call you Dutt. Are you going to try to break into the car and steal it? Try to? No, we're going to succeed. Yeah, that one. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, please, Rob, tell me how you're going to go about this. <laughs> please please tell me in detail all the steps you're going to do to try and steal this car. Um, I'm going to take steps that a person what knows any sort of actual car stuff would do. Mm-hmm. Okay, because so, it's a role-playing that, game and, where and I don't would have begin, to know exactly what I'm, what my character and, and, knows. And, and that would begin door. with open door. Are you going <laughs> to try the door, or are you just going to assume that it's locked? He's going to spit into each of his, both of his hands, and then he's going to rub them together. He's going to smash the window <laughs> and then see the... With his head. Yes. <laughs> you guys are so... I, I have faith in you, Bug Eater. Yeah, no, um... We're going to see if we can find something that's easy to get into first. Uh, because if there's a few just, cars like, here, just kind of pop a couple, see what 
is maybe open. Yeah, here's here's the cool thing. Most cars are unlocked. I mean, what you know, yeah. what are you going to do? Steal my car? Right. Yes. <laughs> surprisingly, if you go, especially if you watch old movies, surprisingly in the 1950s, right? In the 30s and 40s, like nobody locks their cars. And so, yeah, you can, you try the door and sure enough, it just opens up. They wouldn't be dumb enough to leave the keys in the visor, yeah. wouldn't they? I'm going to check oh, yeah. a couple of spots where it would be uh, reasonable to uh, stash a key. Yeah, I, I tell yeah. You Belgians are Belgians are very smart. Okay. They they know to take the keys with them. Uh, take but, them into each hand, hit his head on the dashboard <laughs> to pop it open. If you do a, what is it, a uh, coordination plus vehicles. Oh, boy. You can, you can, uh, this will be a. You have to do a lot of hot wiring on the farm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe occasionally. His dad was constantly losing. So you know, you know right. how to do it, right? Yeah. The the the, uh, the, the steering column. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to say. Normally, I would give you a D1, but I'm just feeling uh, enough of a of a GM tonight to uh, use one of my threat to increase that to a D2, a difficulty of two. So coordination plus vehicles. All right, we'll take one of those momentum that I created and uh, use that here. Okay. Yeah, you created them, you use them. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, two successes and a complication. Perfect. Uh, okay, so the thing is, you start the car up, and okay. and uh, and and Doc, what do you do? Uh, I nonchalantly get in like it's our car and there's okay. no reason why I shouldn't be in and, and you drive off? Yeah. Just okay, so you start to drive off and uh, Bug Eater, as you look in the rearview mirror to see if anyone sees you, you see a ginger-haired kid poke his head around the corner <laughs> and sees you driving off. Critical Hit Punch All Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced by me, Steven Schleicher. If you would like to get a behind-the-scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable Octoon Cthulhu Edition over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash majorspoilers. In each episode, I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session, and Dr. Bradley Will shares his reactions and advice on how to be a better game master. In fact, the upcoming episode, we sit around with the players and we try to figure out what they're going to do next. We'll see how that works or not. This week, Mr. Riddle attempts to call Robert Gandy, one of our fine patrons, too bad you weren't there to answer his call. But we thank you anyway for your support of everything that we do at Major Spoilers and Critical Hit. If you would like your name to appear as an NPC in a future episode of Critical Hit, become one of our associate producers at patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on Critical Hit and send it to us at podcast at majorspoilers.com. And your voice will join the growing chorus of fans, just like Texora this week, who manages the Major Spoilers Discord server. Thank you so much, Texora. Speaking of Discord, if you have questions or comments about this episode or anything that we're doing, jump into the Critical Hit Discord channel. You can find a link in the show notes you can join for free. Thank you again for listening, and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.